podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. It's the day trippers. It's a strange time to be a Liverpool fan. You probably don't know quite what to do with yourself. We've moved early and decisively and at great expense for a highly rated Brazilian who plays his football in Germany. So have a sit down, pour yourself something strong and we'll go to work for you as we look at the arrival of Roberto Firmino as well as all the other LFC stories doing the rounds. I'm Trev Denny and joining me tonight in the bunker are Stephen Daly, Dave Thomas and Phil Casey. Whilst on the line we'll be joined by the returning crowd pleaser Moly. Up first, we're very, very pleased to be joined by a former Liverpool captain, um, Mark Wright, uh, who was also a very, very highly rated international footballer. Mark has a very worthy cause that he's promoting, and we got a chance to talk to him. Listen, Mark, um, I remember myself when you, when you signed from Derby in 91, and the story was that you wanted to stay in the top flight. You know, your, your England career was important to you. Obviously, you'd been part of the 1990 setup, and that was a, a, a massive occasion. Um, was that in fact the chief factor um, for you um, in making the choice to go to Liverpool or di- and did you have many choices at the time um, um, uh, available you to know you? What, uh, well yes yeah, yeah. you know lucky, lucky enough for me I did um, I got a couple of Italian teams that were interested in me and about three or four other um, uh, British teams uh, including Glasgow Rangers again um, that were interested in taking me um, but there was only one choice really when I was going to leave uh, Derby County and the year before that come in. They, they made it very um, um, aware that that they were interested. Uh, we, you know, they, they probably given the promise that they would have first option. And, and my dad being a scouser, and all my cousins and my aunts and uncles being, you know, for uh, the our scousers, you know, to come come here, you know, I'd already made family for me. So it was it was really one of those choices that was never in doubt. And you know, with Liverpool's history, I just I just wanted to join them. I wanted to come there, play for them. 
and and play with the best players in the country. And that that brings me, Mark, to the next the next kind of area I wanted to go to, which is, did you feel a bit cheated almost? Because you know you, you're joining the most successful club in the land, um, and you join them, and just on unparalleled bad luck that the, the downswing just started at almost the same time I know I know you did win two major honours in your time there and just, it was seven years mm. I think in total but it must it must have been just a hell of a culture shock because Liverpool did like I think it was ten successive top two finishes and you, you must have expected to go, to go from strength to strength like that we, I don't think uh, being at you know Oxford United and Southampton and Derby that are regarded as lesser clubs in Liverpool I've been taught not to expect anything, but to fight, you know, to give 100% in everything. Um, and if you give that, that's all, you, that's all you're expected to do and that's all you can do. Yeah. I never came to Liverpool saying, oh, great, I'm going to win trophies. What I came here, what I came to Liverpool to do was to say, listen, I'm following a long line of, of fantastic uh, international top centre-halves and, and for a fantastic club that had won everything. It was another big challenge because obviously they were going to go for a transitional period where the side that they'd got and they would that won everything was starting to get older and they knew that they had to replace it. Graham Soonis knew that. Uh, and probably just his only fault was he, he tried to change too much too soon. But we knew, we was under no illusion that it was going to be, um, it was going to be hard. Because for me, you know, you're talking about Alan, Alan Hansen having a, um, uh, not long retired. And I come in they're automatically going to say, you know, going to compare me with Alan Hansen. And sometimes you think that's unfair. But for me, I love that. It's a challenge, you know, to, for me to be talked about in the same breath. And the only thing I wanted to do in every club that I'd been to was was to be a success and to be respected by the supporters. Uh, and there came a time in, the, in, that, in, in my time at Liverpool when Roy Evans, uh, you know, four or five other clubs had come in for me. He went and bought, you know, Scales, uh, Ruddock and Bab and said that my... My, you know, I, my appearances and chance of playing the first team are going to be few and far between and whatever. I hadn't finished the task that I set out to do and that was to be, like I said, respected by the fans and become regarded in the same breath as some of the some of the legends that have gone before me and played for Liverpool in the past. And by the time I finished through a bad back, I'd won the Player of the Year trophies. Um, obviously, we'd won things uh, and I was respected uh, by a lot of the fans and that was my biggest uh, goal and my biggest achievement was to say listen I've come to a club where the history is fantastic the club is fantastic there's so many, so many great players there and yet my name is, is uh, at times you know, put in there and say what a good player right he was for Liverpool that, that, that fills me with pride the fact that we didn't uh, quite win uh, you know didn't, didn't win the league uh, was a disappointment we got to the semi-final of a European competition and should have beaten Paris Saint-Germain. Um, we got beat 3-0 away and then we beat 1-2-0 at home and should have should have won that competition that year. There was one year when we finished fourth, uh, joint second, uh, but fourth on goal difference. And we were the best team in the league that year. Hmm. So, so you know, we, we had been close, but it, it was such a, a transformation and so many players that had to be, uh, or Graham thought, the club thought that had to be changed, that then it was a, a rebuilding process and it was never going to get success overnight uh, and that was disappointing but you know what can I say I was I was lucky enough privileged enough or good enough to 
footballed in a red shirt and, and, and played in front of the cop and played, uh, played at Enfield. So, so, I'm, so I'm a happy footballer. And, and Mark, an, an awful lot of people you mentioned, and I, I think people have nothing but um, very, very positive memories of, of, of your contribution. Ironically, after the difficulties you mentioned with, uh, with Roy Evans, you said you put in some of your best form, didn't you, in, in a three-at-the-back situation there. Um, we saw that with Liverpool last year. How did you feel about playing in that as opposed to a, a kind of a more uh, rigid two? Say again, it was playing in a what, sorry? In a three-at-the-back scenario. Oh, well, listen, I'd played um, at Southampton many years before that, in the early 80s. I'd played uh, at Southampton under Laurie McMenemy, and we'd played a back three. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you, if, if all the supporters know that, that we finished second to Liverpool uh, one season, um, That's three right, points 80, behind 83-84, wasn't it, Mark? It was, yeah, yeah. Well, and, we, and, and, and that was playing in a back three. So, yeah. we, you know, I'd played that from, a, from, from an early age. I went on to play it with obviously um, with England in the 1990 World Cup, and and so I was very used to it. You know, I like that. I mean, what you what you have to do is you have to be a talker, and I've always been a talker and a and a dominant centre half where I want to go and win the ball, but I'll make sure that you know I'm organising people around me and very and very dominant with it. So to play it in a three, if you have the right, the right personnel, then it's a very successful formation. And a lot of people in the Premier League last season adopted it. Um, Leicester, uh, who, who were, I think halfway, three quarters of the way through the season, were people were saying research to go down. He changed it to a back three, and they and they, they were very successful, and they, and, they, and and they did well, didn't they? Yeah. So you know, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool going through uh, a little bit no, transitional period, but they had a few injuries and whatever, and I think the system was sort of was sort of fell upon because it suited to some of the players that they had, but they but they played well with it. I was very very impressed when they were playing. Uh, the three center, the three at the back. Because if you're taught as a three centre half to defend first and foremost, you can let your you can let your wing backs, your wide boys go, go and join in. Because all you do is you fill in and you destroy and you you destroy. Be a proper defender and give it to those in front of you. And I thought we played our best football with three at the back. Then all of a sudden it was chop and change. Went back to four and we lost our way a little bit. But I think for the personnel that are there at Liverpool at present, uh, three at the back seem, really does seem to suit. And like I said, um, it, it was probably our best spell of, um, <clears throat> of playing well and being dominant in games was, was with that system. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, there are a couple of little short ones I, I wouldn't mind throwing at you at the end, but yeah. it, it'd be important mm-hmm. for us to get to the main uh, reason why we're talking to you this evening. You have this ongoing affiliation with the club involvement in Legends Tours and so on, and there's an event that you are part of and the promoting very uh, actively yourself. Could you tell us and our listeners a little bit about it, please? Yeah, what it is, uh, my wife and I are uh, foster carers and we adopted um, our little girl. Um, who she's our daughter now? Uh, I'd like to say that. And what we do is we go around uh, England uh, doing events, and we've come over to Dublin to do uh, a corporate five-a-side event um, that's going to be on the 16th of October uh, to raise awareness uh, for fostering and adoption here in Ireland. And it's about looking after the children of our countries, our respective countries, whereby, you know, there's in England there's 10,000 shortage over here. I don't know the figure just yet, but we'll find out very shortly. But there is a big shortage, and what we're trying to do is make sure that through no fault of their own, the children are looked after. And like I said, to get involved with uh, the, the fostering companies, uh, the local authority, everybody involved, everybody here, if everyone's played their small part, there would be a, not a shortage of foster carers to look after the children who need our help and our support. And through our, our game, um, Premier, and our company's called Premier Legends. We bring a corporate, um, um, a, a five-a-side team across from Legends. Um, 
during the day, the morning, we, we play against, you know, we train the children, uh, foster children, make sure that they're looked after, give them a good day. We give them lunch. We give them goodie bags. Uh, we give them experience to, to remember with, uh, with ex-players from the past training them. Then we go on to the corporate five-a-side. The winners play against the, uh, the Legends team that, that is filmed. And then we go on to a, a Q&A back at a hotel and then on to a gala dinner. So it's a, it's a full day. Um, and we're really, really, um, there's been big interest from over here at this moment in time since we've been over for the last two days. We've generated a lot of interest uh, with a fostering company, um, the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we're trying to get in, in touch with the FIA, uh, FAI. Um, and we're just trying to, to generate, we need about 24 teams to make it a really good event. And we're asking everybody to get involved. Um, with, with ourselves brilliant and Mark and, you can, and, and if anybody they, they can contact me on Twitter which is Mark 5 Rights okay okay excellent what is, is there is there a, a website or anything you'd like to direct us towards as well Mark well we have a Premier Legends website okay. and we have a um, a Premier Legends email address which is mark at premierlegends.net uh, and we're over here um, and, and listen on them two things, they can contact us, get in touch with us. What we're trying to do is just raise awareness. And it's, like I said, it's for the children. And I, and I must stress this, is that we are hands-on. We, we've adopted one little girl yeah. uh, out of the system, and she's our daughter now, and that's what we class her as. And, we've got, and we're going to go back into the fostering. And all I'm trying to do is, through my footballing contacts and, uh, and, and through playing football for, for, for many years, is use that experience in a football. What's bigger than football, whether it be you know, in Ireland, worldwide, it's football is the biggest one single thing. And what we do is, is we have a captive audience in the nighttime. If we can get 24 teams, we'll have minimum of 240 men in the room. If we can then say that it may not be for you, but it may be for someone in your, in your uh, network of friends, and then they say they have 20 friends each, then all of a sudden it's, it's planning out, it's networking out. And all of a sudden what we're trying to do is say, listen, it may not be for you, but you might be able to help in raising funds. It may be um, to take them out to do respite, short-term care or long-term care. Yeah. That's where we are. And we're trying to make sure, because we've got the T-shirt, you know, been there and seen it and done it. And we feel very, very strongly that, that things aren't going right for the children of this country um, and in England. So we're trying to raise awareness, make sure every child deserves a childhood. And if we can make it, whether it's a small difference or a massive difference in it, then we'll we'll regard it as a job well done. That's absolutely the finest of causes, Mark. And 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 we rest assured, what little bit of of promotion of what we can do here, we will. I mean, what what kind of names are you thinking of having involved in the in the uh, in the Legends team? Well, we're obviously um, we're we're doing that now, and what we're doing is from from the Liverpool point of view, we're trying to get um, Steve McManaman to come over, and it'd be myself and John Barnes. From the Liverpool end, we're hoping to get uh, Lee Sharp, um, sort of Manchester United, and we're going to get sort of, uh, Viv Anderson. Um, and, and why we get Viv Anderson involved is because he's an MBE. He was the first black player to play for England, and he was at Sir Alex Ferguson's first signing. So that's a big name for us, and he and he and, he, and the way he. He talks and puts it over. It's fantastic for us. And like I said, Lee Sharp. And we're trying to get hold of Paul McGraw. Uh, so they would be the people that we would be bringing to this event. Um, and what we do, the most important thing for the lads and when they come in to enjoy the day is the Q&A. And we do that for about an, an hour and a half where we say, put your phones down, put them down. We don't want any stories, no pictures, no, nothing recorded. Ask the boys the real questions, what you want to ask about, whether it be, uh, it can be about anything it, within, within reason. Some of them, if it's not appropriate, then we say, no, we won't answer that one. Yeah. But it, it, most, most of the questions will be answered in that Q&A. So it's a very, very, 
in informal and a top and a, and a, and a funny uh, with a few drinks, having a funny time. And then I think that is what the lads enjoy the most uh, when they get back and they can hear the legends talking. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it does. It does sound absolutely tremendous. And like I say, for 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 what it's worth, we will do our, our absolute utmost to push it here as well. Before we let you go, Mark, I have two quick questions for you. Liverpool related again. Uh, first of all, your immediate reaction to the new boy Firmino. What do you think of him? Do you know what? I don't think any of us have really seen enough of him. And, and you can you can never tell until they put on a Liverpool shirt. There's yeah. lots of people um, and, and they've come to Liverpool and they say they come with a good record whether youngsters or not. And all of a sudden, you know, they get here and they can't perform. Some of them come here and they've got big shoulders and they're great personalities and, and, and off they go and they become, a you know, a fantastic player for Liverpool. I personally haven't seen enough of them. What I think we do need to sign is uh, experienced top professionals. Uh, I think that's what's lacking in the side. It's not about signing youngsters um, with people who, who may be there for the for the future. I think we need, uh, and, and when teams have done well in the past, when we talk about Liverpool, you know when Liverpool were, were doing so well, you know you've got characters like Russian Dalglish up, up front, you've got Barnes and Houghton, strong characters either side, Whelan, Whelan and McMahon, you know, in the middle. And then you've got, the, you know, you've got Nickel and and, uh, um, and Hanson, Bruce Grobbler. You're talking about all captains and big big characters in their own right. What I think we miss at this moment in time is them leaders mm. and, and, and enough and enough leaders that when the chips are down, make sure roll your sleeves up and everyone knows that they mean it and they're going to follow by example. We need people to lead by example. Whether not, you don't have to even have, you have to shout. But you lead by example. I think we've got a lot of talent, and on our day when we're playing football, we can murder most teams. Yeah, and speaking but when of- the chips are down and you're fighting. That's when you see the mark of a player, and I think we need a few more of them. I really do. Fair play. And, and speaking of of men who led by example, you lifted the FA Cup. My mate Phil here beside <laughs> me wants to know uh, what was it you said as you were raising that trophy. <laughs> Listen, I think everybody knows exactly what I said. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and let me tell you one thing: I had to write out so, uh, so many letters of apology, and they were mostly to Sunderland for Sunderland support. But I tell, tell you one thing. I meant it. it, it I meant what I said, and, and you know, it was from the heart, and it was for passion, and for all my life, you know, you, you want to win something, and you want to play for a, a top club like Liverpool, and like I said, my family, my dad to Scouser, to, to pull on a red shirt, and then be captain, and be privileged to walk up them steps to, to receive a trophy, listen, I meant it, I apologised for it, did I mean the apologies to everybody? Not really, because I meant what I said. I've got to be honest, I apologise maybe for for the swear word, but that is that from me comes out as passion, as 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 you know, that's what it was about, and I couldn't get any other word out. It just it was just so rah, and, and that's what came out, and that's what I meant for play, playing for Liverpool and, and and winning a trophy. So, you know, to all those people out there, really, you know, I. I didn't mean it as to offend people, but I meant what I said. If that makes sense, <laughs> it's, it's, it certainly does, man. Listen, you're an you're, 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 you're an absolute gentleman. Really, really, really appreciate you taking the time and the best of luck with the event. Like oh, I said, we, we we will we will push it as much as we can. I uh, hope you enjoyed a few days in Ireland, Mark. Uh, thanks very much indeed. Uh, okay, right. Uh, apart altogether from the uh, news of our new arrival with the massive heed, we have to talk about the other potential targets. And um, you fellas were just mentioned two that are um, very much being uh, dropped regularly. That's um, this Baca chap and uh, Rondon, the Venezuelan striker. Uh, does anyone have any particular uh, desire for either of them that they'd like to talk about? 
you know, of any kind. Oh, <laughs> 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 well. <laughs> well, I, I, look, I think that there's, there's different levels of striker that, you know, if you're thinking about who we could buy, mm. you know, so you've got the Don't very... Go there. No, no, no. Don't go there. You've got the very elite level of striker, right? Yeah. So you've got Benzema, you've got Higuain, you've Benteke. got... <laughs> you've got... Uh, Suarez. You've got Lacazette, your... those guys, mm. right, who... Champions League clubs are going to want... They're going to offer them a lot of money. It's going to cost us a lot of money. Who they're going to want Champions League. Yeah, well, they're going to want Champions League. So we can all think that's what we should go and buy. Lacazette, you know, Benzema. Jeez, I love Benzema. So then you've got to drop down 11. You've got to say, okay... Who are the strikers that perhaps wouldn't a wouldn't mind not going to a Champions League club? Would probably cost from a transfer fee perspective around the same or perhaps a little bit less, um, and that we could realistically get. I think of those players, Baka is in the top three or four of those strikers that we could go get. I haven't seen enough of Rondon to really have too much of an opinion of him, uh, but I think if you look at Baka's stats over the last two years, mm-hmm. in particular in a tough league <coughs> in La Liga. Um, plus his mobility, he's got that bit of aggression about him. He's kind of probably at his peak, you know, in terms of his output. He's a pro- probably only going to be, you know, a two-year deal, or two-year, three-year, probably three-year deal, but two years of, of him being at his peak. I think he makes the most sense from the way we want to play and that kind of stuff. I think the next two then that we've been linked with is Benteke and Ronda, and both of them seem to be quite similar in terms of attributes, and, you know, we were joking on Periscope earlier, you know. If we spent 20 million on Rondon, people would be happy. But if we spent 20 million on Benteke, people wouldn't be happy, hmm. even though hardly anyone has seen Rondon play. Yeah. You know, and we've all seen Benteke score double figures for the last three seasons. So my preference would be backer over the other two. Uh, but whoever we sign, I hope we get it done reasonably quickly and just get them in and start working out what we're going to do with them. Yeah, Steve-O, apparently uh, our man uh, on the Harley is out there still doing the doing the business, staying doing off for another couple of days. motorcycle dories, Dean. In, in vroom, vroom, air. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the, the word is that he's staying out for a while and, and, and there are certain... Fucking wouldn't you stay out in South America yeah. for a while? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing business, lads. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's doing his business. So I, w- would that encourage you a little bit that perhaps there will be one more deal done in this little burst? Yeah, he's either having, you know, he could be having a holiday for a couple of days, as I said yeah, already. Yeah. You know, he, like, listen, he could be out there to finalise some stuff off and whatever else it is encouraging that he's that he's staying out there if nothing else we apparently had a delegation out there watching the games and, and stuff mm. so it could be one from left field that we don't even we haven't even thought of and, and all of a sudden a deal for you know a centre mid comes along or, or whatever it might be anyway um, for me Baca and Rondon I'm not massively sort of enthusiastic about if, if they're signed and we go and show yet again it's more so the approach <laughs> the approach to transfers if if we get that right this season and show that that's what one thing that's come from all of our fuck ups over the last you know three four windows then I'm happy with that even if they're not necessarily the players that I want this summer just mm-hmm. the fact that we've missed out on players so many times when we wanted a player we've talked about a player everybody got excited about that player didn't happen he fucked off somewhere else mm-hmm. we've gone out we've done the Firmino deal really quickly if they want Baka they go and do it really quickly I'm happy enough. I just think that if you're going to spend 20-odd million for Baca at 28 years of age, I'd nearly prefer us to try and buy 
Lorente or someone like that off Juve if he's going to be available now with Mandzukic and, and fucking uh, Dybala is it Dybala? Dybala's, Dybala's there and Tevez still hasn't left yet and whatever else and, and Morata's still there so that I, I think he'll be the man to make way hmm. someone like him at whatever 30-31 might be the answer if we're going for an alternative to Sturridge hmm. he might be the answer for 10-12 million and try and get us back into the Champions League so that next season we go and blow our 30 million quid on a striker when we have got Champions League or hopefully have Champions League to offer. Yep. Someone like Lacazette, if he's staying in Lyon for another season, you can go and spunk the money on him then, a young player that's that's in the right model for us. I'd nearly prefer to see us do something like that this, mm. this summer. Fair enough. Uh, Molly, uh, how are you getting on? Can you hear us okay? There you can. Yeah, I'm good here, mate. Good man. Uh, listen, of the two that we've mentioned so far, back and Rondon, do you know anything about the, 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 the second of those two chaps? But I, I know we, we scouted Rondon uh, last season for a while when he was with, um, who was it before Zenit? He was with Shakhtar Donetsk or someone like that he was with at the time. Right. We, did, we did have a look at him last season. So, you know, out of both those players, I, I was sneaking suspicions probably the Rondon that we would go with. Plus, he's a, a similar type player to Benteke. You know? I know a lot of fans won't like to hear that, but if we were going after been taken and I would imagine they were looking for that type of style of a player and Rondon would, would fit that more than Baca would mm, yeah yeah. and uh, uh, as regards Baca um, uh, the lads have raised the, the issue of his age not re- being really that relevant considering the fact that look if we get two good years out of him and it's not a massive fee then um, might be good business well that's if we get two good years out of him though. <coughs> the, problem, the problem lies in is if we don't get those two good years out of him if he comes over and you know, he doesn't hit the ground running. We really don't have any um, fee that we get long-term off him. Like, I think what, what, we're looking at 20-plus million for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 21, I think, for his release. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a lot of money for, for a 29-year-old. And if he doesn't hit the ground running, we'd be fairly lucky to get half that back to sell him on next, next season. So it would be a slight worry for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phil, to finish out this little chat about the two, uh, which would be your preference of the two? Elvin Young. Okay, of course, it fucking. I'll, is. I'll, I'll, I'll say if if he's if if he's going for thirty million quid or forty million euro or whatever it is, Ian Air's not going to be able to sign him in South America, though. Is he? I don't give a shit. You know, seriously, think about it. Do yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm with Phil on that. Mm. You know what I mean? If we're spending twenty odd million for for one of these, then go and buy a player that suits the style of football that we're trying to play. Yeah, and that is, you know, over. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're not able to get like a Z because he wants a Champions League, but does it? Doesn't he? Isn't he at the very cusp of that second tier and probably thinks of himself in the first tier and would probably think Champions I should play Champions in a Champions League, League team? Yeah. Like, you know, like if we go it, for him it's, it's, and Arsenal go for him, he's going to go to but, Arsenal, but, right? But that's, that's, that's my point. If you go in and lash the money in and he goes somewhere else, fine. Right? Genuinely, fine. Do it, do it early and because, have a backup. Because the, the argument, yeah, the yeah. argument there is Baka is in the Champions League as well next year. <coughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If he comes to us, he's not in the Champions League. Mm. And he's only after getting Seville into the Champions League by winning the Europa League and his goals got them allowed him to win the Europa League oh, I, so, I, I agree that Aubameyang's a better player I agree that he'd be a better signing I think when I talk about that second tier of strikers he's probably the number one that I'm looking at going geez, we could get him like he is hmm. an achievable target but we don't know we might have sussed him out and he's gone no yeah. you know, we don't know the, uh, I, look, going back if, if, I had, if, if somebody was to throw me up a choice of um, Baka and Rondon I'd, pro- I'd probably go for the Baka hmm. and mainly because when the games I have seen him play in he seems to have a bit more than just a back to the wall back to the back to goal striker that you know the, the likes of what Ben Teke is right so th- that for me is why he seems to have a bit more on his locker it seems to be a bit of, bit of 
bit of nastiness in him as well. There's, there's, there's that bit that we've been crying out for, that we want nasty, we want the whole lot. Um, and he seems to score goals. The only problem is, if you're not really mobile, coming to the Premiership. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm still unclear about his mobility, right? And for me, I always feel, I always prefer a really mobile striker. It's like, that's, that's one of the great things about Sturridge, is he's a really mobile striker, he's pacey, he's aggressive in the way he plays, and I always find it hard to look past strikers like Sturridge, because the other, other ones, unless you're really gifted, or you're in a team that makes yeah. loads and loads of chances, say like Arsenal, the way Giroud was able to play in that team, right? Mm-hmm. Um then sometimes they can be frozen out. As, as we seen last year, we had two, we had three very stationary strikers. One was injured all the time. That's very stationary. And then you have... <laughs> yeah, I'm not so much worried about his... I mean, I see what you mean about mobility. I haven't seen enough of him. I, but I was... I know I watched a few videos of him today. He was a little aspassy, you know, in terms of like... <laughs> <laughs> you can't get more aspassy than Firmino, in fairness. Like, did you no, see but, how skinny he is with his massive head? But Bakker is a little aspassy. You know, he's got really skinny arms and, you know, he just... Doesn't strike the ball as cleanly as say Sturridge does, yeah. or that kind of, and I was just a like little bit like, oh, you know, could he? Could he? Well, he plays for Sevilla, and I know they've won two back-to-back European uh, cups. So Fedus, you know, he's obviously at a, at a certain level, but something did go off in my head going, and, and that's why he isn't that elite level. He isn't. He yeah, isn't no, in no, our no. top tier. Mm. Yeah. You know, but so as well as that, it, it doesn't look like we're looking at a, a mobile striker like like Abba. Yeah. Like if we're looking at these Rondon, Benteke, Lariente, like these these strikers, they're not mobile. They're, they're more stagnant up front. You know, they're mm-hmm. kind of back to goal players. So maybe we're looking at changing, I don't know, a formation or tactics or, or whatever it is for next season. That, that's kind of the worry, though, Moly, isn't it? You know, yet again, a change in, in approach. <coughs> there's there's no. I suppose, like, I know it's nice to have a change up in terms of what you can do in a match, but spending 30 million quid or 25 million quid or whatever it might be to get back or, or fucking Benteke in or whatever, that's a fairly significant investment unless that is going to be your primary way to play football. And we don't know what our primary way to play football is going to be because our manager's gone. Well, missing. I don't think they're going to, they're not going to spend 30 million, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the one consistent message that's come out of the club is, you know, of all of these targets that they're talking mm. about, they're not spending more than 20, 20 million. Something, 20 yeah, something million yeah. so I don't think they're looking to buy this player to be the defining characteristic of the way we play I think they're banking on Sturridge being fit and they <laughs> that works well doesn't it well, as a tactic you can argue with that but I, I genuinely think this is what they've done they've gone we're going to fix Sturridge this summer <laughs> he's he's on £140,000 a week they're not going to buy someone who they then have to play every week and have £140,000 sitting on the bench it's just not what they're going to do they're banking on Sturridge fixing the issues that he's got being fit from say September so what they're looking for is a striker that can play with him uh, that they can change the style when they need to and that can play without him so I think yeah. that's why they're not going for a storage light yeah. mm. I, plus, I think plus they're they're exactly. storage not being fit and Did, changing tactics yeah and going with like a, a Ben Tech up front and having maybe two wide I mean, like your, your Firmino's and your is joining up with him I can't see him banking on storage fitness after <coughs> the season has gone. I think they're, they're changing the tactics and going, well, look, I'm just, we, I'm, set up, we set up the team last season mm. for storage and he was out all season, so we're going to change that. I'm just struggling that if we change it around, you have Coutinho and Firmino as, as more or less your, your, your two backup players to a front man. They're not going to get past them. <coughs> 
Do, do, do you know what well, I mean? Firmino yeah. does, right? Coutinho probably not, but Firmino does, I think. But he's not going to be. He's not going to do it, say like a Sterling or an I would do, it, where they where they basically are going to play off the shoulder of the front man. Mm. They become it's it's almost having two two auxiliary strikers. There, there'll always be one off the shoulder of the fella who, who's 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 got his back to goal, and they're going to be your primary goal scorers. If uh, take it back to. Rogers is Swansea, right? And they had Danny Graham up front and they'd Sinclair and the other Dyer. fellow, Dyer, right? Yeah. And then they had um, Sigerson chip in with the goals from midfield. Yeah. Right? So I'm looking at and saying, how do they, how, if, if, if say that's, his, that's what he's trying to replicate with, say, signing either Rondon or Ben Teke or whoever it is, right? Yeah. Then for me, I'm then thinking, right, is Firmino going to actually play in the Sigurdsson role, mm-hmm. which is in the centre midfield as opposed to in the front three? And then what's up? What's in your front? Who, who's going to be your go? I don't think he's looking. I don't think he's looking to replicate the Swansea side at all. But you don't know that the success. Well, no the that. successful Swansea side. <laughs> no one knows that. You like, don't know that. I, first of all, I'm telling you now. <laughs> you ba- don't know that. <laughs> what a they're banking. They're banking on uh, Sturridge playing thirty games. That's my. That's yeah, my. Yeah, I agree with you there. They're banking on Sturridge playing thirty games, and they're either going to play someone with him, or they'll have someone who can come in and play. And that's why I think everyone's crying out for them to go and sign like an elite level striker, and that's why I think they're not. They're okay, going. well that's that's two pretty contrasting Mori, s- attitudes. Since you're on there, fella, um, Kovacic, how close is that deal? <laughs> we all know he doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Good man, on message, uh, Molly. On a serious note, like what what other areas do do you, do you, do you uh, envisage the the recruitment happening in? We, it looks like Klein's on a pretty advanced stage. Uh, anything else you can you you, you would imagine is um, very likely. I think at this stage, Trevor, look, it's right back is obviously going to be Klein and this striker. Mm. Uh, after that, I think a lot will depend when when Sterling goes. I'm not even saying as if anymore. It's basically when he goes. Yeah, they'll probably look to bring in a couple of squad players or someone who could improve the the first eleven. But I think if you get in the right back and they're the striker this summer, they'll be pretty happy. Yeah. What is there anything you'd like to see? Let's put it that way, as opposed to um, what what's likely. Well, like Phil, like I, I like Klein. I, I think he'd be great coming as a right back. But like Phil, I, I love Abo up front. I think he'd be absolutely perfect for us. Hmm. You know, he can play anywhere across the top three. He's mobile. He's a great goal scoring record. You know, he's done it in France and, and Germany. So personally, I'd love to see him come in. But I just can't see that. I, I think we're going to go with one of these back to front kind of staggering forwards up front with having like this Swansea having a two player supporting him on either side. Yeah. Yeah, um, Steve-O, uh, uh, the same question to yourself, outside of the striking area, and <laughs> accepting the client looks like the most advanced thing, is there anything else you'd like to see happening? I know there's a, at least one player that you're very, very enamored There is but a specific Spanish centre midfielder yes. who's on the outskirts of the Real Madrid team. I know, listen, I actually, I, I said earlier in the summer, that, or towards the back end of last season, that I really thought we needed um, a, a dictator, you know, in, in terms of being able to dictate the speed at which we play at the tempo of our game, um, and, and somebody we are you know with Steven Gerrard gone for all his faults in the last 12 months or the decline in his play we don't have that player in central midfield at the moment who can pick out that 60-70 yard ball that he played so many times into Suarez and into Sturridge the year that we we absolutely blitzed teams mm. and if you've got Milner Chan and Henderson in there quite industrious all can play football without doubt you're not just dealing with men breaking up play but I think you're lacking that that let's call it a, a, a 
midfielder that has that little bit of guile in terms of their in terms of their ability to pick a pass, and and that's what I would like to see us sign. I still think we need a defensive midfielder. Now who's that um, guy for you? Like seriously, I don't know. Is the yeah. honest like I don't know because my my thinking on it was that. I suppose if if you had someone like Ilar Mende or you know if you're going to judge yourself for Javi Martinez or someone like that, somebody who that's that's what that's what uh, Xabi Alonso used to be able to do. He used to be able to screen as well as play, mm. and and that's ultimately what you would love is to have that mixture in, in a player. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if there, I don't know who's out there. I think the year is David Moyes. Everybody. I think. For all for the the emerging links that we're starting to see with him now, you know, I, th- I think the the most recent one was in the Indi- independent this evening, right? Um, you'd imagine he's the type of sentiment fielder Benitez would want in his team. In mm-hmm. in in terms of style, they, they've gotten rid of Kadira, and you're looking at, at, at who do you have left? Mm-hmm. Unless they've lined up somebody else to come in, a Verratti or someone like that from yeah. from PSG, yeah. you think to yourself that under Benitez, he'd be the ideal type of midfielder. In his two and two in midfield with one screening and then him being the, the playmaker for them yeah. from deep in terms of what's there, especially feeding the likes of Ronaldo and, and yeah. Bale or whoever's left of Benzema. And I think if we're going to sign, we're not going to sign two more central midfielders. So, yeah. you know, you either want an upgrade on Lucas, or you, like essentially comes yeah. down, do you want an upgrade on Lucas or an upgrade on Allen? Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. an upgrade on Lucas <laughs> is a proper defensive midfielder, you know, absolute up, screen. Absolute screen. To rotate with Emerjan, or you upgrade Allen and sign someone like Elleramendi or someone yeah. like that who can sit or bend Bender from uh, you know from the German league and yeah. someone like that who can play a little bit. I, I think we're more likely to sign that player, like yeah. a playmaker than a defensive midfielder. I'd rather keep <clears throat> Lucas, sell Allen, and upgrade or yeah. and upgrade that position. Than but it, it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't sign another midfielder. Yeah, if he's gone, Emerjan's going to start there. And Lucas and Alan will rotate in. But perhaps with with uh, Firmino's arrival, Lucas uh, his position is slightly strengthened in terms of maybe having a kind of a guiding role. Yeah, well, I also think it allows him to drop both Firmino and uh, Coutinho into the middle. Mm. You know, Coutinho can play on either side of Emerjan. I would imagine Firmino could, if he you know if push came to shove, he could probably play there as well. So it's just the base of midfield that looks a little light now. You know, we're all expecting, and we've all watched Emerjan play in the under twenty ones tournament. But he's not playing exclusively at the base of the midfield. He's kind of rotating in that midfield, and that's what that, to me. When and I if look that's at what it, he wants, that's if 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 you're logically thinking of the strengths of Milner, Henderson, yeah. and Chan, you'd rotate. That's, that's that's what you'd imagine will happen on the pitch because it yeah. prevents teams from just being able to that sit on one player, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it will drag this drag other team shapes out. It's not he isn't exclusively then yeah. the defensive midfielder. Henderson can fill in there because he's filled in there for England. Yeah. We know Milner can sit in there because he's been a utility player. Yeah. Now he hasn't played exclusively there, but if 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 Chan goes and Milner's sitting can, there, you're not you're not going to be that, panicking. That's what about. you'd want to see happen. Yeah. I mean, it, and hopefully that's what they're designing is and, that kind of process. Whereas you know? though, when I look at and that's where. For me, Lucas and Allen fall down. Is that they can't do it when they, they go out of their it. position? They have no other position. Yeah, yeah. they lack swapability. Swapability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting That's that the, the German manager has come out and said categorically that Emerjan is going to step into midfield next season. Even though the player himself has actually said, "Look, I don't mind where I play. Yeah. I'm quite happy to play." You know, I learned a lot playing in centre back. You know, and the manager's come out and said, I've been to Liverpool, I've spoke to the coaches, he's going into midfield yeah. uh, next season. I think that's that's interesting. I think that suggests that 
we'll only sign another midfielder if Alan or Lucas goes. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be fucking brilliant if that German manager was just a buzzer, wouldn't it? I mean, he was <laughs> never in Liverpool, had no chat, and just decided I'm going to go to the, the world media yeah. and fucking chat everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, you yeah. good thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Molly, a question I've asked the lads uh, last week, and it kind of links in there with what we've been talking about. Uh, who do you think is likely to go? I mean, there's obvious, there's the obvious candidates, but uh, yeah. is there anyone you're aware of or anything extra you've heard about people who are likely to leave the club? Well, a, a couple of, like obviously they, they didn't Riquez, Barini, Lambert, uh, Balotelli. They yeah. are more than likely. There was a Barini to Lazio story today, or am I making that up? Yeah, I think I saw that yeah. somewhere. And so he, he was with Roma previously, so a trip back to Rome would be probably good for him. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some like uh, Moreno go because I thought it was interesting that we were linked with uh, the PSG left back Lucas Digna not so long long ago. Yeah, Do you know, we just want, uh, and I heard that Malaga didn't were in Moreno as well, bringing him on loan. So that'd be one that I wouldn't be surprised to see. Yeah, I don't think many people would necessarily pick that one out either. Yeah, um, anyone else see anyone else leaving? That's a, a, a bit of a wild card shout. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if one of the attacking players went out on loan, say Markovic. Or I better push maybe goes out on loan, mm. but that wouldn't shock me. Would probably annoy a lot of people though. See, I believe especially. I think Markovic is more likely to yeah. go. Yeah. you know, on loan. Um, I don't think we. I don't think Marino will go. I think uh, not without signing another left back. Mankio seems to be gone. Mankio will go. Um, looks like they're going to tie a lorry down to another deal, but he'll probably. That's probably I, just I, I, into I a think deal he's going to be given. I think a lorry will be given till Christmas. Yeah, to become an active part of the squad. Yeah. In that you know, if if instead of sending him out along with the Europa games and the and the League Cup games, yeah. he's going to be given a chance there to show that he can be part of the force teams. Well, look, yeah. looking at the way things are lining up, Skirtle's got his deal, uh, I think. Um, Colo, Colo's got <laughs> his deal. Is, that's to I, me. I, is ridiculous. I know, I know, you're not a fan. Um, um, it, it's looking more like I mean. We shouldn't be looking to release loads of that. I mean, there's very do... little elbow room for a fella to break through, though, is my point. Yeah, like yeah. you've got Andre Wisdom yeah. and Hillary coming back in, and they give Colo yeah. fucking Jurassic fucking world. <laughs> I've got a new half of a body shown on to me this summer, so I'll get a one year deal. Colo, but, but Klein and Wisdom are going to be our right backs, right? Wisdom's not going to play centre half. And then it's a lorry there, and I don't think a lorry's going to. I think a lorry might get a chance. To, I don't know if he'll get as long as Christmas. He's got to get his chance now. He's got to get it. He's a left side centre back. Yeah. If he goes, if he goes on loan, it has to be to a Premiership club, though. Yeah. There's no way, there's no point in giving them another long term deal unless it's just to increase his market value mm. for when we go to. Seven it would next not. Summer. It would not blow my mind. It would not blow my mind if Lovren went. That's my wild. No, card. I don't. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't. Especially if they're, if they're looking at Laurie and yeah. they're saying, you know what, this fella is we'll a very a go. go, is a decent yeah. enough left-sided centre back. You know what, we'll give him a go. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about us taking be the one ten. 12 That's a million, hell of a hit. Yeah, ten, twelve million, and, and just take the haircut on him. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, that, he's, he's got to be standing. What well, he probably won't, Moly, but he's got to be what standing fifty. I know we start talking all this FFP bollocks, but he's got to be standing fifteen million. You'd assume he's in on a four-year deal. But I, I got a funny feeling. This is where I think it'll come from. I think he might agitate for it. Because he's not going to start. He's not going to yeah. start the season. Yeah, so and, and he's got an ego. Window. And I think he might agitate for the move. That's just my wild card theory. I, I have I'll, nothing I'll to back that up. we get for Lovren next summer? Not, not this summer. Just I know what you're saying, Molly. We would lose fuck all in the difference between now and next exactly. summer, so why not hang on to him? Yeah. Yeah, like, and my, my thinking is actually, I think Lovren could come good this summer. Or, or this season, really? I, yeah, I said I think it. That's last. a lonely room you're standing there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know it is. <laughs> I know it is, and and I'm willing to stand on that ledge on my own in this windy. No, day. I'm with you. I I think Lovren is a better player than we've seen. Yeah, he, he is. is. That's the reality of it. Mm. Like, you know? Molly, any any word on um, the new assistant manager? 
No, I, I haven't. What I haven't heard anything. I know they were they met with um, Paco. I can't pronounce his second name. Uh, a couple of weeks ago to see what he'd be interested in coming back. Mm. There's rumours of, of Renan Woods has in as well coming in. So one of those would be great, I think. Yeah. Isn't it Mildenstein is, was, ta- was talk at one stage? Well, he's basically touted himself for the job. I think, yeah. No yeah. fucking but chance of Frankenstein, I think. Well, they've promoted oh, the talk, guy, guy as well. Is it, I can't, Alex Port or something like that. Or... Oh, the, the Scottish fella. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's talk. I, I, I saw. As what? As, as assistant manager. As assistant manager. He was assistant at Valencia last year. No, I think he's going to Newcastle. Cathro. Is that, yeah. Ian Cathro. Yeah. He's gone to Newcastle, hasn't he's got, Well, he's rumoured to be going to Newcastle as this. There was talk manager. of him going to Rangers at one stage as yeah, well. Yeah, but Warburton went there instead. Mm. Right. Uh, so, so, out of all of that, lot, there's uh, nobody th- seeming likely at all. Maybe they're going to promote someone. Yeah. Well, I don't they, know who's left to promote at this stage. Well, apparently they've already promoted the under-16s guy. Um, well, they're promoting that Pep Jin Lindas or whatever his name yeah. is. He's going to take Marshall's That's a made-up name. That's just like that's like a. He's one of the conundrum. boroughs. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, have a, I have a consonant, please, Rachel, and another consonant, <laughs> and, and a, a vowel, consonant. and another consonant, and another consonant, and a vowel, and another consonant. <laughs> what's the what's the thinking there? Because uh, well, people, 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 it's a good people, competition. Right? People. Why do I come up here from a different county every fucking week? I ask myself that every fucking week. Seriously, yeah. Why do you come up here from a different? <laughs> Why do I? Uh, it's a serious question. People were underwhelmed mightily by Mike Marsh's uh, appointment when it was made, um, saying, "Okay, he's not a really well-known, well-respected coach." This idea of promoting with, from within is lovely, but he's an, he's a guy whose track record, although it's good, is with the under-16s. Yeah, and has that well, no, potential only, to be only, massively only with the under-16s with Liverpool. Yes, he, he did senior coaching with Porto and with PSV. Yes, so he has a reputation of being able to coach at different levels. Mm. So I think that what he's done is he's come into Liverpool. And I think they recognise that he's a pretty special talent. Like, Do you reckon he engineered Colin Pascoe and Mike Marsh being given the bullet? No, that's impressive. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing out a <laughs> little rumour. I know he sounds like an evil genius, but he's not an evil genius. He's just, he's just, <laughs> just because he sounds like just because he's Dutch. Does he's not a gold member? Oh, like, you know what I mean? Pat Jin is in the background going, "I'll get these fuckers." Soon to be on my house of cards. But I read, I read something. And I don't know how true this is. You know, you hear these rumours that he was he was involved he was involved in working with Rogers on the three at the back. Okay. He was he was one of the brain trusts that kind of got involved in that so I wonder whether that was the moment the Rogers went geez I'm getting more input actually from my fucking under 16s coach that I'm getting from my assistant manager and my first team coach and I wonder where I, I heard a shout from shout, I've, I've heard we may have been looking at the Genk goalkeeping coach that is fucking random. The Genk goalkeeping. Yep, he's well, genk. our goalkeepers are all fucking Genk. So <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. Like yeah. just, just saying, just saying. That's that's. Uh, are you gonna reveal your source now? Nope. No, okay. Excellent. Nope. Excellent. Is uh, it the Genk goalkeeper? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Phil I've heard that Liverpool are looking at the Genk goalkeeper coach you're the goal <laughs> they've been looking at you yeah. so we've got the, that's that's the height of our of our gossipy things has anyone got any other interesting shouts there in, the in terms of it I heard Jeff bad. Hendrick is going to Newcastle brilliant <laughs> brilliant also, I, I still think it's funny the Manchester United are meant to have signed all these players and none of them are there yet apart you know, from pay, with pay. but like you know they, mm. they've had all these deals done Hummels was done Schweinsteiger was done uh, who was the striker did, they were going to buy Benzema Benzema was the, done they're going to get Ramos, Ramos from Real Madrid well actually the funniest thing would be if they paid Real Madrid 40 million 
dollars or 40 million pounds and David De Gea for Ramos yeah that would actually make my summer if they did that but yeah, that uh, what, what actually made me laugh was the amount of United fans going don't fucking want Ramos he's a shitbag <laughs> la, 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 la. he's not good enough to play for our club it's like uh, he actually is yeah. he actually is he might be a cunt but that's kind of what you lack at the moment yeah. so yeah. Chris you know, Smalling is yeah. your captain Ramos will do have a look at that again you know Okay, it was always good to end the transfer chat on uh, some Man United slagging. So. Yeah. yeah. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> <laughs> With Trev. <Dan. laughs> so. I fear a nerve may have been touched. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense, my dear boy. Snapping. Right, we good? Snapping. Yep. Just send him a fish by text. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we good? Yeah. Yep. Right, yeah. Okay, uh, first... You <laughs> <laughs> haven't pressed the button. Oh, you haven't pressed the button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't stopped the button. Uh, okay, right. Uh, uh, this should make sure some fucking interesting outtakes. <laughs> uh, okay, for Dave. Yeah. You all right, man? I'm brilliant, uh, Excellent. Uh, Lloyd's wondering, have you ever gotten cow tipping, seeing as you lived in rural Ireland? No. You haven't. Do you know what it is? Yes. And you haven't? No. That's that, Lloyd. Uh, oh, next. Walk <laughs> through your info, Lloyd. <laughs> do I need to do another rant about fucking questions on this show or what? Like, no. Listen, that cow tipping is not easy. It's fucking impossible. I've seen that, people that, trying to do it. Now, now, he, now he knows about it. Have you seen it? the oh, size of the cow? Yeah. Like, you can't just push them over willy nilly like is that, that. Is, is, is that the concept it's a four man job one man has to run up one side and go boom and the cow looks that way and then the other three come from the other side <laughs> give him a hoot catches him off balance so even though it's, it's a female a, it's, a t- it's a team job team well, job you wouldn't want to do it to a bull well my fuck that shit I got chased by a bull once how'd that go for you not fucking too well now I got over the farm gate in time but my god I was fucking frightened <laughs> I really was. It was down in Offaly. It was down in Offaly and I was about <laughs> fucking 12. I didn't know the fucker was it. The fucker wasn't in the field three days earlier. And by They're fuck, sly, aren't they? Oh, they I think he was in. dressed as a hedge on the Wednesday. <laughs> 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 Playing the long game. A <laughs> little cunt. He'll be back Saturday. We'll see them. I got him now. Uh, Whips off the camouflage. Yeah. Got it. Steve-o. He's there. I'm looking at you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, next one is um, from uh, Umara, and she's asking you, if you had to give your left bollock for a player currently linked with Liverpool, who would it be? Um, if... Any player at all? Let's change that. Ooh. If you, if you, any player, yeah. At and all. would you actually consider? Yeah, I've a system in that ball actually as it happens. So, so you'd be happy so enough to let it off. Let it off. <laughs> let it off. I don't plan on having kids, and I've got a cyst on it. So, so there you go. Let it go. So, so if we're giving Steve's left ball, we can all we can all trick it. Ah, right my balls are up for uh, for both female and male. <laughs> <laughs> I think depending on Suarez the back then. Suarez, Suarez back. back for Steve's left ball. Phil. Yeah, it had to be Suarez, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you're not playing with your own balls. We want to bring him home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do. I'll bring him home. Oh. LFC family. Oh, LFC family. <laughs> he named one of his children after Anfield. Oh. Did you not know that? No, I didn't. Know do, that. do, no. do, do, do. No. It's this week's countdown. It's conundrum. brilliant the way he was. He said the greatest thing he's ever done was playing CVG's testimonial. Mm. It's better than winning the European. Of course Cup it was. Of course it was. Yeah, mm. bring him home. Bring him home. Uh, after they asked him ne- fifteen times. <laughs> Was Stevie G's the best game that you ever played? Was it? Well, was it? it was a lot of good games. But was Stevie G's <laughs> the best ever? And who was the best player you ever Will you was fuck off if I say yes? <laughs> yes, okay, it was. Don't use that footage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will lawyer. Uh, right, next one's from Brendan. It is Dan, and he says... Uh, Brendan? No, we 
found him. There you are. <laughs> Lovren, Glenson and Lambert playing chicken with a train. Who gets hit first? I think this is obvious. Lovren, Glenson, Lambert all playing chicken with a train. Yeah. Who gets Technically first? Lambert because the cunt can't move. No, no. Yeah, I was going to say. It's not, I'll tell you what, right? Like Lovren is the stupidest player ever. Mm. Right. Lovren would try and stop it. Yeah. He'd be like, He'd try oh, to put my hand out there. Like. You, you, you know you're both wrong because what will happen is they'll all get out of the way, but Glenn will wander back in front of <laughs> That's what will happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right, uh, Paul. Just out of position. <laughs> just out of position when you leave. Paul wonders if you die, uh, you're given a choice. If when you die, you're given a choice between finding out what's next or staying on Earth as a ghost and wander the planet alone for eternity, which would you choose? Don't the ghost. Yeah, the ghost, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, believe so, there is anything. So the knowledge, is gonna, of, the knowledge is of no, no, no interest to you. But what's no. next might be bad. At least or, being a ghost, you, you can do what you want. What is next That's is, good there is no next, exactly. in my opinion. But there's no so ghost, twat. Do you just want to... No, yeah, but my point is, if the So I think the is, implication is that there, there would be something in a scenario, because... But maybe the, the scenario is just... Maybe it's just the old BBC screen. You just oh, look, we, that's just it. Yeah, nothing. I'm going with the ghost. So you're going with the ghost. Anyone? Any other sh- alternative sheds? I, I mean, it's de- it's definitely the ghost. Three ghosts. Yeah. No, I'd go the other way. Of course you would. Of course you would. You're a tankerous No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just a nosy bastard. I want to know what's next. And if there's nothing next, who, it makes no difference. It's yeah, not like you're going to wander of, around in the emptiness so, as a ghost. But what's your point? So you no, don't, it's not that they, my, my argument is not that there might not be anything after it. It's that what comes after it would be shit. Or it could be deadly. You could spend like the re- eternity. And if it was deadly, would that change your mind? If it was going, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the question. <laughs> but it is the question. It is the question. That's the fundamental the question. Is, the question. The question is, it's the opportunity to find out. It yeah. doesn't say what comes next is brilliant. Yeah, but like, what's the point in just sticking to what you know when it could be something deadly? But even if it is brilliant, you don't get to be part of it. You just know about it. That's shit, isn't it? Uh, first of all, you're not sticking no, to what you know. At least then you know it's deadly. <laughs> Fuck me. I'd rather uh, know it was deadly than not than, than not. Because oh, if you're a ghost, you just wander. You can't do anything as a ghost. Yeah. Physical, uh, physical. Um, Except maybe pop up on the uh, on, on Ray's camera as an orb every now and then to freak him out when he's watching Empire Strikes Back. Ray's house is haunted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ian wants to know: Would you rather shave off your eyebrows or have a back sack and crack waxing? Mm. Well, that, shave off my eyebrows because it's less painful. I don't get the pain. I've, I've had waxing done before, and I didn't find it that painful. Yeah, I, sh- I think. I, I, think, balls, I think waxing. I mean, you'd look ridiculous with no eyebrows. Yeah. yeah, you see, you yeah, ra- you'd endure the pain rather than looking freakish without your eyebrows. Yeah, well, sure, loads yeah. Of but loads of people do loads of birds draw them on. I just get the HD brows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look weird if you don't have eyebrows, but yeah. drawn on is twice as weird. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know it's freaky. Yeah, there was a girl in college who drew, who drew them on, and they always had this little high arches in the middle, and it was yeah. like she was permanently. You know, surprised. Yeah. You'd look weird with that eyebrows. You'd be like, your head was that upside down. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would just all blend into each other. <laughs> yeah, the whole head upside down. Trev, yeah. can we shave your eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. more than I'll just look at you like that. <laughs> Makes mental note never to travel with these cunts ever. Uh, David wonders, what's the worst online meme? Presuming you know. Anything that involves Einstein's quotes. <laughs> <laughs> 
which yeah. didn't fucking yes. exist. Yeah. The man made three quotes in his life. <laughs> he I know, and most now attributed to one of them was don't ever fucking quote me. Most of them are to do with quantum physics. Yeah, it wasn't banging on about fucking something that the Texas AA put in their book. It wasn't a fucking writing from a guy called Mark something other in 2004 about if you tried to make a fish climb a tree, he won't be he won't yeah. look that intelligent. He did. Einstein didn't say that. Yeah, who didn't flo- say that it. Floated at the weekend. You yeah, saw I, I saw it. I was like, mm. what? No. Mm. It, it annoys me so much. Those memes yeah. of Einstein really get to me. Yeah, oh, Phil, Phil yeah. is very protective of Einstein's very actual quotes. Yeah. Yes, very protective. <laughs> It's a whole oh, website dedicated to quotes. Anything that Paul say. Brennan does, mm. basically. Anything that Paul Brennan does. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, thought, I thought you'd been quite bitchy towards me. Uh, last one is uh, on a scale of uh, one to ten. How airy is your arse? Phil, would you care to start? Depends. Shouldn't we all guess each other's? <laughs> <laughs> Cheeks, cheeks are crack if you show your legs first it'll give you a good idea yeah. as to how hairy it is so Ooh. Phil's 11 <laughs> <laughs> I wax <laughs> no shouts it's, everyone's gone quiet well, like, I just asked cheeks or, or crack I think it's just I'm a, relatively yeah. smooth so I'd say I'm about a 6 yours Oh, okay. Right. Is that relatively smooth as a six? Okay, right. Yeah, well, everyone has hair, right? So, yeah. I mean, you Trev know. is a 19. I, I'm off the scale, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so you look at the state of me. Yeah, I know. I can imagine by your arms that yeah, you've got massive. I wasn't born, I was knitted. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's basically. Come get him, ladies. Come get him. <laughs> <laughs> but not in the rain. He'll <laughs> take forever to walk around with. Uh, <laughs> you smell like a woolly jumper for three weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Great. Let's end on that note, you pricks. <laughs> Trev doesn't have showers they just for breeze them <laughs> send them to the dry cleaners carpet cleaner <laughs> 101 1001 wasn't yeah. it the fucking oh, old carpet cleaner oh shaking back yeah. <laughs> shaking back <laughs> put the freshness back oh, spring them down money. and give them a bang in the fucking yeah. third level fucking <laughs> brand new he's delighted now Dyson have a fucking handheld yeah. <laughs> everybody the trout's getting ready to go <laughs> <laughs> Is he like? <laughs> is he dry- he's not drying his hair. Surely he's not drying his hair. <laughs> yeah, thanks, lads. <laughs> Quickest of admins, you may have noticed that we plug Astro Park at the end of each pod. Well, that's because not only do they host us every week, but they're also the premier location in Dublin for five and seven aside football with multiple pitches and excellent facilities. So check out astropark.ie. Your day trippers tonight were Stephen Daly, Molly, Dave Thomas, Phil Casey, and myself, Trev Downey. Real life, you know who else is really annoyed recently? You? Yeah. All right. Okay. You know when that was? was when I had to leave the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking shite off. I can't believe you went down oh, to the Tesco one. The Tesco <laughs> one, right? I, the Tesco I one is, is, is a fucking gem. Yeah, it is I laughed my ass off in the coffee shop. Oh. You know, but oh my God, I was no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but but, but what none of these know, what none of these know is the best part about the, the Tesco one is that your last words to me in the coffee shop. Oh man, laughing your whole lot. <laughs> that was so good. Listen, just enjoy your coffee man anyway enjoy the rest of your day right enjoy the rest of your day and then I, within five have minutes have a good weekend have a good weekend <laughs> no actually relax and enjoy the coffee mate you deserve it you deserve it and within five minutes he's fucking ringing Tesco's no Listen, the EpiPen was some touch. I was like, what am I going to say here? What am I going to say here? And I was like, I've got a really big problem. My brother's, got, I know he's just gone down to get some shopping, but he's left his EpiPen behind. I got really concerned then. I really worried for Trev's welfare. And I was like, 
going, yes. Oh, it was fucking brilliant. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, Did she announce it over the satellite? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, she wasn't there. That's yeah. what the killer was. Like, and it's only my local town. No, no one would know me anyway. <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> you know, then you, can't, you can't even really hear the full name. Good Trevor, <laughs> EpiPen. <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh what was it about God. strawberries? If he goes near yeah, the strawberries, we his tongue is I said he's insanely allergic to because <laughs> strawberry allergies are actually a real thing. My, my own brother is allergic to strawberries. I was like, if he even goes to the fruit and veg aisle, his tongue is going to swell up and he's yeah. going to choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank fuck I left. Thank oh, fuck I left. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.